بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم لا حول ولا قوة إلا بالله العلي العظيم الحمد لله رب العالمين صلى الله على سيدنا ونبينا أبي القاسم المصطفى محمد وعلى آله الطيبين الطاهرين لا سيما بقية الله عجل الله تعالى فرجه الشريف اللهم أخرجني من ظلمات الرعب وأكرمني من نور الفهم اللهم افتح علينا أبواب رحمتك وانشر علينا خزانا ونجد برحمتك يا أرحم الله This is our 14th session and we are going to continue our discussion about nearness to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala as the ultimate end in Islamic ethics. As you remember, we said that when we say an action is morally good if it leads to good outcomes, good results, good ends, then there are different views among the same people who hold this idea, theological view, that what is that good end? We said there are different views. Two views seem to be acceptable to us. One is to say that the ultimate end should be development of humanity, realization of our potentials, becoming complete human being, and sana kamel. And alhamdulillah, we explained that. The other way of saying the same thing is nearness to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And last, uh, in last session, we tried to show how these two are two sides of the same coin. In our understanding, there is no conflict between developing your humanity and getting closer to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Indeed, one leads to the other. When you become a flourished, developed human being, when you acquire the virtues that human beings can have, then you are getting close to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So, now I want to explain further the concept of nearness to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And this is very important for us because this is our ultimate end. This is what gives us motivation to try to do good actions and acquire good virtues. Some of our scholars have a good discussion about this. And, for example, they try to distinguish between different senses in which nearness or orb is used. And then they say which one is the one that we can use in morality. For example, one sense in which the term nearness is used, which 
does not apply to morality is nearness in the sense of a position which is based on a kind of agreement or contract or decision made by a person who has power. For example, maybe a person has hundred or thousand of people who work for him. Okay? Then he chooses one of them and says, from tomorrow, you are my deputy. So this person has become now nearer to the boss. Yeah? But this nearness is not real. This nearness is what we call i'tibari. It's based on a decision. It's based on a kind of agreement. It's not real. Because before this decision was made, and after the decision is made, that person has not changed. For example, you are elected as a member of parliament or as a prime minister or president. When you are elected, you have this position. And based on this position, of course, you have certain powers, you know, certain you know, things that you can do that you were not able to do. But have you changed in reality? Are you a new person now? It's not that you are a new person. This is just a decision which is made. This sense of nearness cannot be the one that we are trying to find as a basis for morality. When we say someone becomes closer to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, it's not like this. That a person chooses one of his employees to become his deputy, or a person is given, you know, ministerial or I don't know, parliamentary position, or becomes president. No, when you are closer to Allah Subhanahu Wa Taala, it's a real change, whether people recognize or not, whether this is declared or not. The one who is closer to Allah is different from the same person before he got become close to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala or compared to other people who are not that close to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala it's a real change it's very wrong to think that when a person for example becomes a prophet or becomes an imam or becomes for example I don't know a muqarrab a person who is close to Allah this is just a position that Allah gives to them. It can be given to anyone, but it has happened that Allah has chosen this person. Allah could have sent his books to any person that he wants. But he has decided to give to these people. He decided to give to Moses, to Jesus, to Muhammad but he could have given to other people. Like you can choose anyone that you like to become your deputy. But this is not the way 
Allah chooses for these positions because these positions are real positions and are based on real qualifications. When the Quran says Allahu a'lamu haythu yaj'alu risalata Allah knows better where to put his mission it means that it's a matter of reality and therefore knowing who is really qualified for that position. If it was just pure decision, it doesn't make sense to say he knows better where to put his mission. If it is a matter of choice, there is no sense of speaking about knowledge. When you say he knows better, he knows more, it means that there is something there really that we want to know. So, nearness to Allah is a real position, it's not like some of the ordinary or worldly positions that we mentioned. Another sense in which nearness is used is nearness of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in the way that philosophers have explained when they explain the relation between cause and effect between al-illah and ma'lul. According to Muslim philosophers, especially according to transcendent philosophy of Mullah Sadra, an effect is not a separate independent being with respect to its cause. An effect is totally dependent on its cause and it's like the radiation, the ray of sun compared to sun, even it's more. Because for example, you can imagine that sun has stopped existing but still the radiation is going on. Yeah? But the relation between cause and effect is in the way that if the cause stops, the effect also stops. You remember we discussed this in Aqaid, that al-illatul-muhdatha, the one which brings to existence, is also al-illatul-muhdiya, is the one also that keeps into existence. So, according to philosophy, Everything created by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala totally depends on Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, is not separate from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Therefore, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is near to everything. There is nothing in this world which is far from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Is there anything in this world which is far from Allah? Is there any person in this world who is far from Allah? as far as the existential relation is concerned. Allah is close to everyone. For example, in the Quran, in Surah Qaf, chapter 50, verse 16, this famous ayah, وَنَحْنُ أَقْرَبُ إِلَيْهِ مِنْ حَبْلِ الْوَرِيدِ 
We have created man. Therefore, we know the temptations that man's soul is making to him. Okay, Allah knows what temptations are there. But in addition to him creating us and knowing what is going on in our mind, he still has kept very close relation with us. You know, sometimes maybe you create something and you think that, okay, now that is far from the Creator. But Allah says, no. Still we are very close to man. We are closer to man than his juggler body. And even this is not showing the real nearness of Allah. This is an example for us to understand. You know, because nearness of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is more than nearness of our body to our soul. Yeah? And this is why Allah says, Nahnu We are even closer to man than his job. Or Allah says elsewhere, that Allah Allah stands between man and his heart. What does it mean he stands between you and your heart? It means that he is closer to your heart than yourself. He knows what is going on in your heart before you know. So he's that close to us. Or for example, in Surah Waqa'ah, Verses 83 to 85. When a person is dying, the relatives, friends are sitting next to that person. Of course, if you are not dying away from your home. So, inshallah, there will be good people around you. But these people who are around, they just look at the body of this person. And they don't know what is happening to the soul. The soul is gradually leaving the body. But not in the sense that you take something out of body. This is the way that we think. It's not like this. Because the soul is not inside body. Okay? It's not that, for example, you have a towel inside a box and then you bring the towel out of the box. When the soul leaves the body, it's not coming out of body. Okay? But it happens in the way that body gradually loses connection with the soul and therefore loses the energy, loses, you know, Words. So now, with some techniques, they have made also recording of how body from the feet, you know, is uh, losing energy or temperature. Anyway, the way that we can see reflected in the physical world is that it starts from the feet and goes up to the throat. Okay? So, the person maybe is still able to speak while maybe the process has started. Or maybe still can see 
something here, something is between these two worlds. So sometimes he sings these people and he sings also the other world, but the people who are there cannot see the other part. Okay? So Allah says, we are closer to that person than you. Maybe you are holding his hand, but Allah says, we are closer to him. But you don't see. So, in this sense, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is close to everything and every person. And this is for good people, bad people, everything. This is the real sense. This is philosophical sense. This also cannot be the meaning that we are looking for. Why? Because this is something which is already there. This is not something that is the end of akhlaq, end of ethics. Even bad people would have the same experience. Okay? In other words, closeness of Allah to us is not the aim or the end of akhlaq. Because this is already there. What is the end of akhlaq is closeness of us to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Our nearness to Allah, not Allah's nearness to us. Then you may say, aren't these two coming together? When Allah is near to us, it means that we are near to him. Say no. In the physical world, yes. When a physical object is close to another one, then the other one is also close to that physical object. For example, if my hand is close to my notebook, my notebook is also close to my hand. But in the spiritual world, in the world of ideas, meanings, spirits, this is not working. It's not necessarily coming from both sides. Something can be very close to another thing, but the other thing is not close to it. For example, a father or mother can be very close to his child or her child. You really feel close to your child, you really understand your child, you love your child, you know what is happening in the mind of the child. Even if the, your child is in trouble, you know, you see something in your heart, okay? But this is not necessarily reciprocated. Maybe your child doesn't understand you at all. Maybe your child doesn't have this closeness, this unity, this love, this concern for you. So, it's not that when you are as a parent close to your child, your child is necessarily as close as you are. Or for example, a teacher and a student. A teacher can be very close to students because he has himself been a student, he has the experience, and also he has the knowledge. 
So he knows what is happening in their mind, you know, what questions it may come to their mind when they listen to this. He can anticipate everything. He can know their challenges, everything. He can understand them fully. But students may not understand the teacher fully. Yeah? Or for example, when it comes to spiritual leaders, for example, prophet, imams, they understand us, but we may not understand them. They are very close to us, but we may not be close to them. So, the Quran tells us that Allah is close to everyone. And Allah is with everyone. أَقْرَبُ إِلَيْهِمْ الْحَبْلِ الْوَرِيدِ Or هُوَ مَعَكُمْ أَيْنَ مَا كُنْتُمْ He is with you. But you may not be close to him. You have to work hard to get close to him. Okay? He is close, but you may be far. He is with us, and we can never be with him. It's very beautiful. According to the Quran, you don't find any place that Allah says, You are ma'Allah. You can never be with God. Uh, people, when they translate into English, sometimes uh, this point is missed. When they want to say, Allah, they say, with God. But according to the Quran, we cannot say anything is with God. We can say someone is close to God, not with God. Because means to be at the same level with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala so that you can fully understand. Allah can be at our level in the sense that he can fully understand us. But we cannot fully understand him. So he is with us, but we are not with him. Quran says you can become close to him, you can be in Allah, you can be Lad Allah, but you can never be Ma'Allah. And also the Quran says if you call anyone Ma'Allah, this is Shirk. So no one can be put next to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. This is shirk. Allah, no. So he is with us, but we can never be with him. He is close to us. We can try to be close to him. Okay? So this closeness that we should try to achieve cannot be that philosophical closeness which is true about everything created by Allah. Is it clear? So it must be a kind of closeness that you can try to achieve. And some people may achieve, some people may not achieve. Some scholars have the idea that the closeness that we want to achieve is knowing Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala very well. They say it's a matter of knowledge and understanding and ma'rifah. They say this is first of all closeness of soul and spirit, not closeness of body. And because the main quality of human soul is knowledge, so closeness of the soul to Allah means having better knowledge of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So those who know Allah better, they are closer to him. 
And they say that the maximum closeness that you can get to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, which means that the greatest ma'rifah that you can have of Allah is to have ilm huduri, knowledge by presence of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. We discussed this in Aqaid. You remember? Now you understand why we started teaching Aqaid and Akhlaq together. So, if you have knowledge by presence of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, that you don't need to use any concept, any mental image. You know Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala directly. What is known is present for you directly, immediately. So that's the best type of knowledge of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So according to this view, those who have this type of knowledge of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, that they feel the presence of Allah, they see the presence of Allah, they have immediate encounter with Allah. I mean by immediate, there is nothing in between them. They are close to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. This is a a good view, but what I like to share with you, and I have been also sharing this in the last few years in some of the courses, is a Quranic approach to this topic of nearness. And inshallah, if time permits, maybe this week or next week, inshallah, I will also bring some hadith to expand more on this view. Quran, as you know, is very, very precise, very accurate. And I feel embarrassed to say Quran is very accurate. Who am I to say Quran is very accurate? But uh, what can I say? You know, I have no other choice, so I have to say Quran is very accurate. But uh, I feel very embarrassed to say this. Everything in the Quran is mentioned for reasons, not only one reason. Even why this word is mentioned before that word. It's not only the choice of the words, the choice of the place and position of the words are very important. Repetition of the words are very important. Why Allah repeats things, okay? We have still to work much more on the Quran. Although, alhamdulillah, we have, you know, many, many, alhamdulillah, books on tafsir, many things. But still, I think we are at the beginning of this journey of knowing Quran. And we have many things to learn. Anyway, one of the things that we can understand from the Quran is this concept of nearness. The Quran clearly tells us what is nearness, what is the meaning of muqarra. First, I start with two verses about magicians and Pharaoh. Imagine we are trying to understand one of the most important concepts from a conversation between magicians and Pharaoh. 
Because although this is the conversation between magicians and Pharaoh, but who is narrating this? Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So the accuracy is not the accuracy of a magician or Pharaoh. The accuracy is the accuracy of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Okay? So you shouldn't think that they may have said exactly the same thing. But Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is telling us exactly what either they said verbally or what they could have said to express themselves. You get the point? So maybe they didn't say these words, you know, definitely they didn't speak Arabic. And also even in their own language, Maybe they were not that precise, direct. But this is the best way that Allah interprets what they wanted to say. Okay? So the accuracy is Allah's accuracy. So we can be very much looking into this and learn from this. You know that Pharaoh asked the best magicians to be brought. We mentioned this also in the course on Aqarab. These magicians 